Hello, and welcome to Between the Covers, where we dive into captivating anthologies that transport us to worlds woven from words. Our debut anthology, The World in Our Words, is more than just a collection of poetry. It's a global collaboration where contributors from diverse corners of the world not only share their verses, but actively shape the creation process. Join me over the next few weeks as we spotlight the talented individuals behind this unique project, bringing you closer to the world in our words. Stay tuned for an exploration of cultures, emotions, and experiences through the power of poetry. This is The World in Our Words. Hello and welcome to Between the Covers, The World in Our Words edition. With me today I have Michelle Wissing. Hello Michelle and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today. How are you? Oh, any better? I'd be twins. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean that. I really do. Every time I say it, and uh, I've actually encountered a couple of people I've said it to that say, oh, I'm a twin. So they understand it. <laughs> um, we're going we're gonna to be discussing uh, the upcoming collaborative anthology called The World in Our Words. But before we do, um, I wonder if you might uh, tell the audience a little bit about who Michelle Wissing is and you know hobbies and things like that and where you are well um i'm currently in alabama in the united states uh, i write under ml Wissing. oh let's see i'm a military veteran um i have written three solo books one with another author i've been in part of another anthology and then i've been in part of this anthology what do you do for hobbies for hobbies i do digital artwork under the artist dj madame noir and i write uh i play D- dungeons and dragons which Ooh, we is, got to talk later <laughs> which actually is how my uh fantasy novel had started uh it was a world i created for a game and I decided one day to start actually writing it into a book and my husband who was one of the players in that game helps me keep on track and uh, helps me make sure the characters that are there in the book kind of live up to who they were in the game because I did I did have some characters based off those uh, players characters. That's cool. That's really cool. Is there anything else you'd like to share about yourself before we go? Um, I'm trying to think. I like playing Blizzard games. Like right now, I'm very heavy in D- Diablo Four, and you can find me under DJ Madame Noir. Um, I design book covers and posters. And uh, well, if that's it, then I'll just say thank you for that. And um, let's move into uh, well, setting that aside. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a problem reading, folks, because I'm blind. Um, setting that aside, uh, I guess it's time to talk about what we're here to talk about, and that's the book. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Question number one. How did you first come to hear 
about this project or this collaborative anthology? How I heard about it was Stephanie was in a group and she was asking if any poets wanted to be part of an anthology. And I have been writing poems since I was in fourth grade. Uh, I had a composition notebook full of poetry that I wanted to get published. Unfortunately, uh, it somehow got misplaced while I was in Iraq and it, I never saw it again, but I had some of the poems uh, written that I had saved. So I contacted her, told her I would be interested and she's like, oh, hop on board. And uh, I met this fantastic group of people through Facebook. We've been talking to each other and learning a little bit about each other and it's brought a lot of us together. (laughs) Well, at least 24 of us. Hey, that's 24 new friends. There you go, right? Um, So was there any uh, hesitation or uh, trepidation about uh, responding to stuff? Or was it, yeah, let's do this? There was a little bit of nervousness. I'm always afraid that um, somebody will, will take off with my work or they won't live up to their word. But um, I remembered a story that was told to me about a man who was on a rooftop during a flood and he kept waving his hands trying to be rescued and you know know, you've got the helicopter coming up ahead and he says god will save me just keep going and there was a boat and they came up and he says no god will save me and then the man dies Mm -hmm. and he comes up to uh heaven and he's like god why didn't you save me and god said well i sent the helicopter and the boat and you turned them down (laughs) and so a part of me um through faith um into humanity and went i hope this is a boat and i sent in um six poems nice nice well that was going to be another question later but we'll we'll get into that that reminds me of a joke that i heard though once is uh this this woman um a pile of debt pile of debt and she's going, God, 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 just let me win the lottery. Let me win the lottery and I'll pay all my debts and I'll give all the money away. And I just, you know, and the lottery comes and goes and she doesn't win. And uh, again, the next lottery is like, you know, twice its amount, like, you know, the Super Bowl or whatever. And God, let me win this. Let me win this. And it comes and goes. And then finally, the third time, nobody had won and, and it the, the, the value increased. And God, God, please let me win this lottery. And then God replies to her, he said, first, you got to buy a ticket. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. You've never heard it? I haven't heard that one. I like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's, it's right on par with what you were saying, though. I mean, you got to work with them, right? <laughs> and I, I've seen a lot of people be scammed, but at the same time, I mean, that's, that's the exact same way I found my publisher. My publisher contacted me and I was like, please be a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and they have been and it's been it's been amazing oh, that's fantastic so you've already kind of answered this question but there is a, a an a, a addition to it so um how many poems did you submit to the project and how did you choose the ones that you did i chose let me triple double check <laughs> let's see one <laughs> two three four Six. I did six. I just wanted to make sure I didn't throw an extra one in there. I had debated on throwing an extra one in there. Um, how did I choose them? Um, one of them 
I, I tried choosing poems that meant things to me and then I kind of felt bad because I was like all oh, these are all touchy like not touchy-feely but they're all emotional poems and I needed to throw like a happy one in there but <laughs> uh well one of them when I was in 11th grade um because I lived in Alabama at the time I had to give a persuasive speech on something and so I did the possibility that humans have evolved over time not evolving from monkeys or anything like that just our appendix has gotten shorter over time etc etc and everybody assumed that I believed in evolution and whether I do or don't is beside the point but I was getting poked fun at and everything and so I wrote a poem called I have a right and the whole the whole thing is I have a right to be who I am I have a right to believe what I want and I have a right to love who I want. And I have a right to not be judged. And so... And you fought I, for that right, by the way. I did. Um, I did in the army. And uh, I would do it again. I didn't want to get out. Um, but I've always believed in, you know, you have a right to be you. And then uh, that poem, I I submitted it into the school magazine and we had a girl who had a poetry book published because she was from a rich family. And when they named her name as second place and me for first, oh, it floored everybody. I bet. And so that's probably one of my favorite poems because it is my first quote unquote award winning because I won $5. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, it's, it's still a win. Um, I did um, a poem called If I Could Fly. Um, I was in what's called the Ladder Up program. It's a program created by a Marine veteran named Silouan Green, who is a fabulous, fabulous person and a fabulous author. He's written very uh, a lot of books. And um, we had to do something about, you know, if I could fly. And I ended up writing a poem about my mother who had died by suicide two years before. Mm. Um, last year for, vet for Memorial Day, I wrote... Um, a poem called coins on the headstone and that one is about what the coins on headstones mean and um, because I do have a military poetry book being republished this year I actually it, it's been over 11 years since it's been published so I'm going to be republishing it and I'm going to be adding that poem into it and I thought if I added it in there because it is such a powerful poem it might get people interested in my other book that's fair um, enough and then I have one that I, I repost every, every Christmas. It's about, it's called You Are Loved. It's about a man who dresses up as Santa uh, at a mall and he doesn't feel very Christmassy. He's just doing it for the money. And a little <laughs> girl comes and sits on his lap and says what she wants for Christmas and it ends up changing his entire perspective. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite you right here, right now, but um, <clears throat> on my other podcast, which is called Between the Lines, mm -hmm. um, I do uh, a Christmas bonus editions. And so basically what that is, is uh, I, I put it out there for people who have written original uh, Christmas related poetry or stories or music or, or anything, and they record themselves doing it. And then I put it all together as an episode. And it's it's part of my Christmas bonus. So uh, keep that in mind. So we'll connect somewhere on Facebook. Uh, you know, friend me if you want to, but uh, I'll I'll extend that to you. Oh, awesome! That would be amazing. Yeah, it's uh, you can. Well, they're all they're all on the show, so you can listen to them. Uh, we'll move to the next question here. Sure. 
Um, what does it mean to you to have your poetry associated with the world in our words? Um, it's to be a part of any anthology is an honor for me. Um, especially when growing up, you're not sure if you actually make a mark Mm -hmm. in the world and you have, you have this little piece of the world right in your hands when you open up a book and you're, you get to open it and you're there. You have literally made a mark on this world. And that's all we've ever really wanted. And, you know, the fact that I can open up a book and I can see my name somewhere in it is just like, it'll move me to tears because it's just, I'm doing something that matters. So you've said that you've published a book before, right? I I have a couple different published books, yes. Okay, so when that very first book that you ever published, you held in your hands, that must have meant so much to you. Um, The first book was Fragments. It was my military poetry book, and it was a college a college project, and I sent it to um, a couple of my soldiers to see if they wanted me to publish it. Like, hey, does this make any sense? Should I publish this? And one of my friends said, wow, I didn't know anybody else felt this way. Mm. Is this PTSD? And I told him, yes. I mm. said, it can be. I said, PTSD manifests in other people different ways. And he goes, I think I might have PTSD. Yeah. And I said, okay, let's go get you some help. And so I got him in contact with the VA, got him in contact with some of um, the people that I knew in the area who were um, counselors. He's doing great today. Wonderful. But if it wasn't for him, I would have, wouldn't have ever published. And so when I first opened that box and saw my, <laughs> what it actually was, it was, it's, it's real. I'm you were really dancing on the moon, happy. I bet. Huh? You were dancing on the moon, I bet. <laughs> I, I cried. <laughs> I danced, I cried, I shouted, I posted all over Facebook. Um, so when you get this book, um, what do you, what emotions do you think are going to are well up inside you? Um, because of the, the nature of the poems that I have and what they mean to me, knowing that it's, it's out there and it can help somebody else who might've gone through the same thing. And it's, you know, all of us are going to be reading each other's works and all of us are going to be touched in one way or another through each other's words. And knowing that my work is part of that, it's, it's astounding. I'm probably going to be dancing and crying all over again. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Uh, You're probably aware of this as well, but um, there's been some talk about um, a book launching day party somewhere in Australia. Uh, and Stephanie is doing everything within her power to get us all there uh, by hook or crook or beg, borrow and steal, I think is another term she might be using. But um, uh, uh, do you plan on being there? <laughs> um, if I could swing it, I would absolutely love to go to Australia. I've never been there, always wanted to go there. And it would be amazing to to meet my 23 new friends. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Um, in a, in a place I've never been, I, you've never been, I've talked to a few other people, they've never been. So this is going to be, if it comes through and I really hope it does, um, it's, it's, it, I think it'll bring us even, I mean, this is bad English. It's going to bring us more closer together. <laughs> I think. 
here, here's a, I, I really like this question. So listen carefully before you answer. Uh-oh. Now I feel like I'm in college again. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Can you tell the listening audience why you think this will be a book worth owning? Oh, gosh. I can't figure out why it wouldn't be. I mean. What's unique about it over other books? This is the first anthology that, I, that I've been a part of that has people from around the world. And so 24 people from all across the world, from all across the world, we have different, different viewpoints on different things. Oh gosh. Um, it's just some of the work I've read some of the works through, um, the galleries that have been sent and they, they touch you and they, you can relate to it. And it's sometimes it's like opening up and you, and you see thing, things in your own life, you see it reflected back at you. It's like being given a mirror almost. Almost, almost. Now, within this collection of, uh, of uh, people that have submitted, uh, there are some that are in original languages. Like uh, there's going to be Portuguese, there's going to be Vietnamese, there's going to be, I think, Hebrew or Aramaic. Mm-hmm. Uh, all in the same book. And, and Stephanie, when I was talking to her, she's... She was telling me that people were giving her some some backlashing about you, you don't do that, but this is what makes this book unique, I think. Oh, I I love reading things in other languages. I used to have um, an app that would just translate uh, a book in another language. I would I would love to to look and I did see the uh, the poem that was written in Hebrew and I was like this is such a beautiful language mm-hmm. oh, uh. and I I grew up all around the world I you know I was a military child and I grew up to always acknowledge other other languages and I'm even writing my own in my <laughs> in my um in my fantasy novels oh and so I love reading other languages I I only speak one, but <laughs> I mean, I may not, I'm trying to think what was, the, what was said in V for Vendetta. The girl had, had noticed the radio DJ had, he had the, um, oh, it's not the Torah, it's the Quran. And she said, I didn't know you spoke Arabic. And he goes, I don't, but I don't need to speak Arabic to find the writing beautiful or the images stirring. I know the reference. I know the movie well because my son was born on November fifth. Oh, that's cool! Please tell <laughs> uh, me he has a V name. Uh, actually, no. <laughs> uh, he was born before the movie came out. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's certainly a unique project, and I think uh, it'll stand alone as as what it's presenting because. Uh, and you can disagree with this with uh, idea that I have though. There are 24 people from around the world who have set aside their personal beliefs and, and systems and whatever to unite for a common goal that is greater than themselves. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Try to. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I mean. So you agree? Uh, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, everybody that I mentioned that to and, and you know, people listening to the other uh, interviews will hear me say that over and over again because this is what I strongly believe. 
And I mean, I'm a, I'm a blind guy, uh, part of this project, right? So, I mean, I can't sit there and edit work or, or do any, the only thing I can do is what I do. And that's present people that are part of it as well. And that's my giving back to you guys, the, the other 23 people. So, um, I think it is, it's such a unique project that it would make a great coffee uh, table book. It would make a great book for any bookshelf or library or wherever it needs to be. Oh yeah. I'm planning on <laughs> talking to, um, because the, um, my boss is actually getting ready to, to leave, unfortunately, but he's like, I will support you in whatever endeavor you do. Whatever book you put out, let me know, and I'll I'll talk to people. And so I might be able to try to get it on military bases. Um, I'm going to try. I can't guarantee anything, but we have libraries and stores. You know what? I think military personnel, and it doesn't matter which country, will appreciate the fact that it is people from around the world uniting in a common goal, laying aside ideologies and beliefs and all that stuff. I think that is it would fit in well in, in any military base around the world. Oh yeah. And, and I, I love the fact that we, we have people from all walks of life who are, you know, we all talk and joke and laugh and we could be different religions, different races, different countries, but we're all people. And this is a book about people. Mm. And I absolutely love it you know none of us are fighting none of us you know i mean it's it's just fantastic i have no words i i'll probably edit this out <laughs> no no what i'm about to say i'll probably edit it out but um a lot of a question that i ask a lot of people have you ever met a blind racist it's not a visual thing right yeah anyway i <laughs> just had to you were you were anyway Next question. <laughs> That's going to make me think for a minute. Well, you think on that. Um, I mean, because I have a friend who's blind and I was like, I, I, I cannot. I mean, and yeah, <laughs> you've stumped me. <laughs> Here's your opportunity uh, that I've been giving everybody. So would yeah. you like to say anything to Steph or any of the other contributors uh, that are part of this collaborative anthology. Including yourself. Oh, whatever. You're a contributor too. Well, I am, yes. And that, <laughs> that's why the anybody is in there. <laughs> just wanted to make sure people knew you contributed to the book too, not well, just podcast. Yes, I did. <laughs> but I would just like to say thank you. This has been an amazing opportunity for me. Uh, it's helped my confidence. It's helped me get outside perspectives on things. Um, it's helped me meet new people. I love meeting new people. Me too. And um, it's it's just really helped me in in different ways. I feel more confident sharing my work because of this. Um, I was too intimidated. I waited eight years before I put out my latest book. And this has helped me realize, hey, you can write and you can share and it's okay. People, people may not like it, people, you know, but there are people who are going to like it. And so in going out and sharing these personal poems of mine has been, 
it's you know it's nice to know that people can read them and they can think about what it means to them but i don't have to feel judged because i'm not judged by these people yeah let me ask you this then as a writer okay. as a poet um is it more important to you that people are moved or are brought to uh, think about what you've written rather than they, oh, I like it or I don't like it. I mean, personally, I don't care if people like it or not. That's just an opinion. I want to know if it made you think, made you cry, made you, you know, that's what's important to me. What about you? Um, that is what what is important to me. Um, it's It's like, I know that uh, one of the books I wrote, it makes you think, and the purpose is to make you think, and it's, it, it also has ticked off some readers because of the way it ends, but it makes <laughs> no. them think about what's important. Um, my uh, fragments, my military poetry book, it meant the world that it helped another veteran realize they had PTSD. Yeah. Even though the book was my PTSD coming out one day, um, it made them go and get some help. And I knew, I know people who have bought seven copies and gave them to Vietnam veterans. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I, you know, I want, I want it to be able to help people. I want them, you know, people to, to think and feel and reflect. And yeah, I might have some mistakes in my books. I know, I know with my newest one, um, my editor had dropped out of the project. She kind of disappeared off the face of the earth and I don't know what happened, but it's published and it has mistakes, but that's not the point of a book. A point of the book is to feel and imagine this whole new world or little piece of the world as in this book. Well, you, you know, the, the, the old adage that nobody's perfect, right? Oh, absolutely. So why should we, why should we be expected to write perfect for one outside of, you know, the, the big five or, you know, the uh, publishing companies. Uh, I mean, everything has to be perfect in the way they say it, but you know what? I'm blind. I'm not going to be perfect in everything I do with regards to my books. I self-published all my books. Um, and, and I think that's a, an inch, or I think it's a good feat, a feat that I've accomplished. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's been a lot of help along the way, but um, I, I believe um, I've always, well, I've always believed that a poem comes out the way it's meant to come out. Yes. Right. And it was only in 2013 uh, that I learned that you're supposed to edit poetry, <laughs> quote unquote. I mean, I started writing poetry in 1979 uh, and my English teacher, he says, uh, I, if I were you, I'd consider getting published. Well, it took me till, well, I was five months in the hospital after a near death health uh, situation. And it was in that hospital for five months where I got the uh, ambition, <clears throat> excuse me, the ambition to, to consider being published. And then four months after getting out of the hospital, I lost my vision. And so the title of my first book is Blind Ambitions, because it took me really going blind to get the ambition to publish my first book. And the only reason I published my first book was to be able to say that I've got something out there. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> the book sucked, but <laughs> I have something out there. And now 12 books later, they're getting slowly better. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the whole point of writing is to get, improve yourself. Right. 
Oh, absolutely. I've watched myself improve so much in the past years. Excellent. So hello, everybody. Uh, that's part of this project. We love you and we thank you for being a part of this project. Now, with that said, mm -hmm. uh, apart from uh, apart from the collaborative experience that we're going through right now, how can people best connect with you and your work? Well, if you're looking for digital artwork, you can look at me under Facebook on DJ Madam Noir, all one word. Um, I also have a deviant art that has my gallery on it uh, that's linked on my uh, Facebook. Uh, that one's uh, deviantart.com slash DJ Madam Noir. Also, if you want any information about any of my books, including this one, uh, it's www.mlwissing.weebly.com. I have a friend who's blind, so um, I've learned to spell things out. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate it. I really do. And, 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 you know, I don't act like a blind guy or a visually impaired guy, and a lot of people forget because, uh, you know, when I'm not doing what I do, uh, writing, podcasting, I blend spices and create hot sauces. Nice. <laughs> right? <clears throat> Which have been shipped all around North America, by the way. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, my my most popular hot sauce was called Randy's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, you know what? It was well liked. Uh, it was usually quite popular on wing nights. Uh, in nice. where I live, and uh, I've actually uh, shipped it east and west uh, Canada, and it hasn't made it into the states or shipped into the states, but people have brought brought it down. And um, I also make uh, mustards, hot mustards, hmm. uh, that have been down to Louisiana and have passed the grade down there. So, oh wow, that's impressive, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> So other than being blind and, and, and that, uh, you, know, you don't meet a lot of people who take the time to appreciate that, though. I um, was, uh, where was I? I forget where I was. You know, the, the, the canes for blind people? Yeah. Okay, so there's three different canes. There's a solid white one, which mm -hmm. means that the person is totally blind. Is that what your friend is, totally blind? Uh, he has... Um... He can see very, very up close. So he can read things on his phone. Um, I'm trying to find a way to get my newest book um, done audiobook wise. So that way he could, he can listen to it. You know what? My first book, I contacted the CNIB, which is the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. And I believe there's one down in the States as well. And I approached them and I said, hey, listen, I've got this book. I'm blind. I'm visually impaired. I've got this book. Uh, would you be interested in transposing it into Braille or audio? And they did for free. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I, so, would, I would love to have a book of mine in, in different languages. Um, uh, somebody I follow on TikTok, she, has, she holds up her books and she has one in Japanese and one in Portuguese and one in Spanish. Oh, come on. And it, I mean, and they're all the same covers. It just has a different sticker of what language it is on the, on the front. And it's amazing. Yeah. And that's yeah. goals for me. <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, and so, yeah, like I said, they transposed it for me free and uh, it might be something worth looking into. Um, so we've covered all the bases where you can be found and, and, uh, or do you have other places? Do you have a personal website? Uh, the Weebly? Um, 
or the you... Weebly is, is my author website. I okay. don't do personal things um too too often because no, I, that's fine. I had a stalker for years, and so I I tend not to to do that. And also, I ha- my ex husband was military intelligence, and I was JAG, so we couldn't you know have personal stuff uh, due to military reasons. But they can also find me on Facebook under ML Wissing. Okay, and um, that's where I. I sometimes will put out little tidbits for my book or uh, different words in my language. I'll put out the definitions and such, even though there is a glossary in the beginning. Okay. I, um, I have a, a website. I'm not a website. I got a Facebook group that's uh, dedicated to Canadian authors. It's called Canadian creative writers. And it has just about 2000 members. Oh, wow. And, and every day, uh, my Alexa's kicking in out there. Something happened. <laughs> um, but every day I put out uh, what I call a weird word of the day. And, uh, you know, so it's not not common words and stuff like that. And everybody, where are you? Stop making these words up. But they're all legitimate words. Oh, yeah. And oh, then my. on the weekends, I put out uh, what's called lost words. So words that are no longer used in the English language. And, uh, and my challenge to them is use this in a, you know, something you write. That's fun. I would, I would enjoy that because I, my friends and I used to, uh, during lunch breaks, try to stump each other with questions like, why do you drive on a parkway and park in a driveway and stuff like that. And if 7-Eleven is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, why are there locks on the doors? Holidays. Holidays? Holidays. They close the only all- days are closed. No, not in Canada. Not in Canada? Really? No. no. I think another reason they have locks on the door in case something happens, they lock the doors so that, that way nobody can contaminate the scene. Yeah. Well, absolutely. There's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of those things that make you go, hmm. Right? <laughs> um, some, some of the answers are actually new. I'm a plethora of really useless information. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So how do butterflies taste? The proboscis. Are you asking me if I've ever eaten one? No. How do butterflies taste? They taste with their feet. Very good. See? They drink with the proboscis and, and taste with their feet. Absolutely. I thought you were asking me if I'd ever eaten one. How do they taste? <laughs> I wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, there's a trick question, but uh, those are the little things I love about life oh, is yeah. asking people kind of stuff like that. Uh, Michelle, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> but unfortunately, these things do have to end. So um, I've been talking with uh, Michelle Wissing, and uh, we're talking about, of course, the uh, collaborative anthology called The World in Our Words, which will be coming out later this year. So uh, look for it, pick it up, pick a lot up if you want, and uh, make sure that uh, everybody gets a copy. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Randy. Thanks for tuning in to the World in Our Words anthology discussion. We hope you discovered something intriguing about the anthology or the contributors who made it possible. Stay tuned for upcoming interviews with more collaborators and contributors of this amazing anthology, The World in Our Words. For more information on the book itself, don't hesitate to reach out to Stephanie Rowe herself at www.mrsrow.org slash poetry hyphen book 
Or consider visiting the book's website at www.theworldinourwords.weebly.com. If you're interested in featuring your upcoming anthology on our podcast, drop me a line at blindambitions777 at gmail.com with anthology in the subject line. To learn more about me and discover additional content, visit www.therandylacy.ca. That's www. T-H-E-R-A-N-D-Y-L-A-C-E-Y dot C-A. While you're there, consider subscribing to stay updated on new releases. If you enjoyed what you heard or saw and would like to support the podcast, you can do so by clicking on the button in the top right corner that says Buy Me a Coffee. Thanks again for listening to Between the Covers.